The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Gabe Malika. Gabe is a comedian and storyteller living in Astoria, Queens. Gabe fell for someone working at a summer camp and then tried to keep their relationship going long distance while he was abroad in Scotland. When she suddenly dumped him to date his close friend, he realized the loss of his friend hurt more than the breakup itself. Hey Gabe, how's it going? It's going well, Brian. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. I, uh, I'm excited to be here. I listened to the podcast. Okay. So, yeah. So from have, day one, from Molly Kiernan. Oh, okay. I get it. I thought you just meant like yesterday. You got it. No, no, no. <laughs> Long time no. fan. <laughs> finally, finally on board to share your story. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What, what story uh, did you want to share today? Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, a story that uh, is sort of the foundation of this, this solo comedy show that I'm doing, uh, which is I was dating this girl. Uh, it was intense for me, at least. Uh, and it was long distance and we broke up and she immediately started dating my best friend. That's sort of like the pitch <laughs> that I... Yeah, that's like the arc of the journey. Yes. It's, it, if you've seen season five of Girls, it's the same thing. It's, it ends season five of Girls where Adam Wade appears oh, at, yeah, the moth. at the moth. It's yes. literally, it's literally that. I thought Girls was a show that had like really great moments and then like, yeah, it would just be like, oh boy, that's a bad episode. Yes. But when it was good, it was really, really good. Yeah, some great low-key performance. Gillian Jacobs has a great arc. Yes, yeah. Like, there's some episodes that you're like, whoa, this is impressive. And then your other episodes, you're like, yeah, I could skip this and have been fine. My life would be no different. Exactly. I don't really, like when she's like GQ, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So you went on this season five girls arc and yes. came out on the other side. I did come out on the other side, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Well, how did it all? Like, what was the? How did it all? I know you just summed it up real quickly, but like, yeah. So, so it happened. So, I was living in Scotland. So, okay. I graduated college, and a couple months before I graduated college, my first serious real relationship had ended. Uh, she was going to go off to grad school and and uh, start to be like a real human person. Okay. Uh, she was two years older than me, so we were dating long uh, long distance in college. And when that ended, I was like, "Well, that's it. Love is over forever." Um, and I had a good run because uh, it was so sort of uh, romantic and my sort of my first real love. And so that ended. And so I go into the summer after I graduate college, and I'm working at this summer camp upstate. And it's a camp for kids with chronic and life threatening illnesses. So it's this really meaningful work. It's really fun. It's really silly. It's, uh, it just felt so much more meaningful than, uh, getting an internship at the Tonight Show or whatever, whatever else was offered in the world. This seemed like the most immediate thing. So I I meet this girl, uh, this girl, Kate, uh, and we start sort of like summer dating, right? So, yes, uh, I've I've been at a summer camp and in a relationship at a summer camp and... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it run, time runs on a like much more expedited system because you're just around each other all day. Yes, you're living and work. Every day is like a week. Yeah, ex- yeah. Day. Like I, yeah, I would say it's like yeah, I would use the <laughs> metaphor, metaphor of like every day is like three or four days, but I think it could even be like a week because it's crazy. You're like living and working around each other all the time. Yeah. So you just are constantly seeing each other. And like two hours at rest time, you're just like with each other the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Or like the two and a half days you have off, you're just with each other the yes. whole time and it feels like forever. So it's in that sense, it's super intense. Yeah. So you uh, like met this person and all of a sudden it was like, whoa. Yeah. We met um, 
uh, my friend Tim introduced us at the bar because he was like, hey, this girl is really into, uh, she was in high school marching band. And I was like, oh, me too. Uh, which <laughs> is like, is the so, thing, this man. is, yeah, this is like my, my nerd kingdom. Uh, so you talk, we start talking about that. And, you know, we're drinking at the bar and we do like the walk back to camp and we're sort of, you know, like bumping into each other and we're talking about, I don't know, poems we like and authors we like and shows we like and stuff like that. And like the first night we, we sort of like kiss and uh, the next day I'm like, oh my goodness, like I think like this is like a real thing, like maybe this will happen again. Uh, and she was, you know, tall and beautiful. She was a college athlete. So sort of like the, I always feel... Whether or not this is true, I always feel sort of schlubby. And so to be with somebody who was a college athlete felt so foreign to me. Just like, <laughs> yeah, tall, it's like a beautiful much different woman. Yeah, world than you're used to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, like in my mind, like she was an Olympian. Yeah. Like compared to like, <laughs> like the, the gym class guy that I was. But uh, so we're together and we're not officially dating per se, but it's a camp and it's romantic. And yeah, it's at least the summer fling of, uh, yes. Like the two of you are together yeah for all intents and purposes yeah yeah yeah. uh it feel and regardless of like the sort of the label of it it feels super intense but i will tell you now that at the time she was dating somebody at home which i totally blew the red light on that one i just was going (laughs) did you know that i did i when we first kiss i did not and then it was sort of like i had tasted the poison apple and i was like no 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 we've gone too far Yeah, Yeah, yeah 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 and like oh man my first camp girlfriend she I didn't, when I was, I was like pursuing her, she was two years older than me. Mm-hmm. I was pursuing her and uh, probably like a week into us like meeting and nothing had happened yet. I found out she had a boyfriend back home mm. and I was like, oh boy. But I was also like, oh, I really like this person. I'm going to keep like hanging out with her. And then she dumped the boyfriend back home for me. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and that whole thing crashed and burned. Of so it was it probably of like, does, uh, yeah. but I, but I was like, I'm not going to do anything unless this thing is not a thing and then she was like okay this thing is not a thing and uh but that years happened to the opposite way of- yeah there was sort of always the dangling of like oh like we're, we're like we're on the end of this or whatever i don't want to yes. speak for yeah yeah uh, what, for what that the actual, relationship I, yeah you know, god knows but uh it always felt like that was and that was going to end and this was like going to begin okay uh an elision if you will use a fancy word um yeah and you were just like well this is what she this is inevitable so yeah this is fa- yeah, yeah this is yeah this is the college the summer after your senior year of college this is like my <laughs> new life now forever <laughs> yeah um and so we're we're summer dating at the end of this summer uh i got a job uh in scotland okay in edinburgh scotland which i uh it was sort of like a one-year fellowship thing so i was just going to be there for uh for a limited amount of time and I didn't like know where it was on a map. I didn't know <laughs> like the geopolitics of the UK or whatever. Um, and so that was looming at the end of the summer. It's like, oh my goodness, how can I stay with yeah. this person? Um, and my <laughs> my plan at the time was I'm just going to. I'm just going to like stick this uh, uh, round peg in a square hole. Yeah, like I'm committed to making this thing work. Yeah. Regardless of like the realistic things or like what she's feeling or yeah like was she in that same place like did you talk about it or were you just like so it was one of those like weird gray areas because it was like we're not really dating yeah but we're still gonna talk all the time okay and at, like right before i leave she gave me this uh she gave me this uh this quote this like through i think it's a book called like through painted deserts or something that i have not read <laughs> but it was very romantic it was about like um, we're going to leave this place and we're not going to be around these colors or these shapes or these people again. But um, but the way time works, it's sort of like eternal. 
Uh, and so I'm just like, I remember getting that text, like as I'm about to board the plane, like, wow, like we are, this is, wow, this is a thing. This is yeah. a thing. This is an important thing to her, to me, to everybody. And so moved to Scotland and we're sort of, we're on WhatsApp and okay. Viber and Facebook message. I don't know what Viber is. Viber was like <laughs> this purple app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it's a, it's a sex app. Uh, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an instant message app. Okay. Um, and so we're on that and foolishly years later, I'm so mad about this. I deleted the app. So I don't have all of those correspondence. Oh, they like went like you, when you downloaded the app again, it, they don't it, like come back. Yeah. And I, <laughs> One day, because I wanted to research this story, I, I like sent them like a message. I was like, "Do you guys have my text messages? Like, I'm writing a book. I just like lied. I was like, I'm writing a novel." And they were like, "No, sorry." And so I was sad about it. But Man. I have some Facebook messages yeah. that are that sort of capture the essence of like how depraved I was in the sense of like <laughs> I just like wanted this person to be around the time. And so, so she's a senior in college. Okay, being a college athlete on this like insane schedule, and she's getting like a million texts a day from like eight hours ahead or whatever, six hours ahead. Yeah. So I'm just like needy, terrible person because i'm scared i mean it comes i think it came from fear right I'm yeah because you're in scotland and you don't know don't anybody know and yeah. you're like oh this is this comfort back home and i'm gonna like really cling on to it yeah and i and i did and i was so good at being terrible about it um so i'm we're communicating all the time and so um for like one or two like not related reasons i came home for the february for the october break so i'd okay eight weeks later i have yeah, to come so home barely and like, yeah barely anything um, for like a family thing that like ended up being okay. And I see her like twice during that time. Okay. Like one first weekend and the second weekend. And the first weekend is like really perfect and like it feels really good. And like we talk a little bit about how um, it's hard for her, but also like we're enjoying this so much and it seems to be fun and I'm meeting her friends and like going out at her big college or whatever. And all this time, uh, she, because we worked at camp together with my friend Tim, I know that they're, they had worked together in the same cabin, so that's like a pretty intimate thing. Yeah. They worked with the same kids. Um, and then I had left camp early. Uh, uh, to get to Scotland. To get to Scotland. Okay. And there's this there's this moment where I get to Scotland, I leave camp early, and everyone's at like the end of summer camp dance, which I'm sure you're the formal. Um, and there's pictures of them lined up with a group of people. And his arm is around her, like in like a group friendly way. And I remember like zooming in on his hand, like where is his hand? Like is it is it like that moment in Hitch where he's like friends ask me, like I need to be in the middle, uh, like the world's saddest forensic scientist. Yeah, just so like, you were just so there was a part of you that was like felt something could have been amiss already at that point. Absolutely, but okay. I'm so so now it's now I'm like doubling down on this needing emotion. Like yeah. I need her, and I also am afraid. Like my biggest fear at the time was like she's gonna leave me. They're gonna get together. And my life is going to be over. Like my social life will implode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you're like, okay, if I just double down on this and just care about this more, then it won't happen. Exactly. And if I, I think I, there's messages of me like voicing my concern to Tim and him being like, oh no, like, don't worry about okay. it. Or like oh, emails. So it was something that was like. It was in the air. Yeah. It was definitely in the air. Yeah. Um, more so on my end, perhaps. Um, but it's definitely something I'm afraid of. So October happens. Uh, we were hanging out. And it's feeling okay. And I fly back to Scotland. And once I fly back to Scotland, all of our, our momentum sort of like dissipates. And one of the things uh, that we had been looking forward to was New Year's Eve. People from camp who live in Scotland, who live in Ireland, who live in America are all going to come to Edinburgh for New Year's. So that was like oh, me cool. and Cater, yeah. like we have this momentum of like, we're going to get, we just got to get to New Year's. And uh, Tim is going to come and all of our different friends. 
And so by Thanksgiving, I get a phone call from Kate and she's like, listen, like, I don't, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And I was super sad about it because, again, like my connection to America and yeah. camp and really college life, my first 22 years feels like it's ending. And so I'm sad about it. And I'm like, are you not going to come for New Year's? And she's like, no. Ugh. So just like devastating, yeah. right? So like now this thing that I've been looking forward to for the past four months. And yeah, the thing getting you through exactly. your time in Scotland is now gone. Is now gone. And in camp time, that's like a year, yeah. four months. So yeah. it feels like like the only thing I have to look forward to. And again, like I'm in Europe. Like you really yeah, should not feel sorry There's for truly me. so much going on around <laughs> you, but you're like so caught up in this part of your life. That's a real yeah. legitimate part of your life. But yeah, it's hard to not get caught up on it because it's very, if it always feels more dramatic in the time, I feel like, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it like emotionally just like crippling. Like it was like yeah, the thing exactly. that was like dominating. That's what me. I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, no, you're exactly right. Um, and so, so that happens around Thanksgiving time. I'm also <laughs> in Scotland. So like, just like little American things, like people don't know. So like I was on a class trip in london on thanksgiving and people are like aren't isn't this like a big holiday back home and i'm like yeah like they just like don't <laughs> yeah, care they're just all just operating on a normal thursday exactly like, this exactly means something there's a couple of moments where Derek jeter was retiring that year from the yankees and and i i got a note on my phone i was like yeah Derek jeter like hit a home run in his last at bat and i like look up at all these teachers i'm like guys Derek jeter's retiring and nobody knew what i was talking about i'm like i don't even really care about the yankees or baseball it's just sort of those like i feel so alone yeah this was this. just a cultural like not connecting again like you just feeling out of place i guess in this place that you're in yeah absolutely i mean like and they speak english like i'm yeah, so like you're truly it's just little miscommunications of culture exactly uh that's just, just like adding to me feeling just like ill prepared to live on my own um anyway so uh so kate and i break up around thanksgiving and now it's sort of this like push to new year's so i come home for christmas and uh i see tim and we're like hanging out we're like playing basketball uh and tim for background we went to college together and he brought me to camp okay so he's like this like really important figure in my life so yes. just to explain my relationship with him a little bit um we met in poetry class sophomore year of college and lived together and he was just like my buddy we had like we our whole thing was we were trying to have fun but we were trying to give back in a sort of mischievous sort of way so like we would do like big brothers big sisters we like adopted like a little yeah. guy um and we'd volunteer for stuff and we went to the we weren't like at least i wasn't particularly religious but we would go to like the chapel services because it was like a fun community to like be a part of yeah and it seemed like counterculture at our school to like be have anything to do with religion <laughs> at all um and so we you know we would stay up late and drink and play video games and just like yeah like you were very close friends yeah yeah you know smoking cigarettes after watching casablanca like you know <laughs> like shit like that um and so it brings me to camp uh and so now kate breaks up with me and um I come home for Christmas and we're together with uh, we're playing basketball and we're dicking around and they've already gotten together. So they got together like two weeks after Thanksgiving. OK, so by like the second week of December, they are like a thing. Uh, and I'm hanging out with Tim in America and it doesn't come up. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. And then we fly to Scotland together. Okay, so, so every this whole like New Year's plan is still happening with a lot of people except for Kate. Like, yes, exactly. It's everybody but Kate. And so we get there and like the trip ends up not being super fun. Like I'm sort of bummed that Kate's not there and everybody's just sort of like drinking and smoking, which like I don't really want to do. Um, 
and a few days go by and then one night like two or three days after new year's tim's like why don't we go out and like go play poker or something because we used to go to the casino so we're like oh yeah like we'll go play cards so we play blackjack and we obviously lose this was like not the night that we were gonna like hit it big uh which would have complicated things i guess and we walk back to my apartment it's like four in the morning in edinburgh and tim sits me down and i go to turn on the oven to like make like bagel bites or some shit and i just remember turning on the oven turning around to sit down and tim's like yeah man like life sucks and then you die or something like that some like quote that we would like say just to like, each other yeah out of nowhere and i'm like yeah man like i feel that like i'm sort of like sad too like we just lost money and like i'm just like feeling very lonely or whatever and he in so many words is like kate and i are together um he doesn't say he doesn't use this language but he's like we're in love and then like the thing that he makes very clear and like sort of the crux of this in a lot of ways is like we are not sorry that's like his like big like that is the hill he's gonna die on that it's like our like the thing that i owe you is telling you in person in scotland yes um but it is not um to feel bad and that even to this day is something that like i still struggle with because certainly they should have been together the whole time like it's like they're engaged now. They're like a thing. They're like a real, like I'm so, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, they're not listening, but like I'm happy for them. Yeah, like when uh, when when you had that initial thing at camp with her boyfriend back home and you were like, well, this is bigger than this. This is like they yes. actually had that same feeling, exactly. but it was true. You couldn't be more right about that. That's exact. That's something I say on stage. You're yeah. absolutely right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, like it was, I got into a messy situation and like it just heightened. Um Man, so what was, uh, how did you respond to that? Were you just like, I raised my voice once. Yeah. I got like mad. I was like, you gotta be fine. And then like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not gonna yell. And the whole time he had been talking the whole week, he's like, yeah, I don't really have any money. Like I'm like running out of money or whatever. And so right before he leaves, I give him a hug. I'm very proud of this. I give him a hug. And I say, Tim, do you have money? And he goes, yeah, man, I, I got money. I'm all right. And I said, no, no, no. You're paying for my therapy, which <laughs> is my first joke. My first like post heartbreak joke, which I'm like pretty proud of. Um, and the rest of like the, the story is that I start doing stand up after that. And like stand up becomes my that's like my origin story. But to get back to the love hurts aspect of this, um, which is that, um, you know, we're together and we're friends. And suddenly that is that feels over because yeah like you can't go on being friends with this guy right it's i really can't and we worked together two more summers which okay. i'm also very proud of with kate too where no, they kate both, was okay kate was off in school thank goodness um but she did come back like to volunteer and that's like a whole other thing yeah but yeah it's like how can i be friends with this person that clearly doesn't want to be friends with me what I, one of the things that i've in talking to professionals and friends i mean it's something that like consumed me this like post new year's 2015 thing is that in some ways like he could have had both like he could have had both of us like there's a version of this where he comes to me it's like i feel terrible about this yes i want to be your friend yeah um i don't want to hurt you i think this is gonna i think this is inevitable and i i like to think i might have said yeah man like i want you to be happy i love you but the this is my dick it's bigger than yours here it is on the table yeah i don't want to be friends like, with you i did this and i don't feel bad about it is such a it's a power move yeah it's, especially it's to somebody policy, that you've yeah. been friends with for a long time yeah yeah because it's like what you just pitched of like hey i know that you two dated and it was a thing but like 
this could be a real thing, which obviously it is because I got engaged and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you put it all on the line to say like, hey, I, I want you to be okay with this, but I also want to pursue this thing. Yeah. Versus saying, oh, I did this and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and again, like one of the, the real, you're exactly right. One of the real challenges I face with this is just like, how do I not, I don't want to be possessive. That's such a gross yeah. feeling when you're talking about uh, women in the world, right? Like. These aren't like it wasn't like it was like my iPod that he stole, right? This is like a human, yeah, totally. Breathing person. Like in no way do you have like rights to this person, exactly. And exactly. but there's also yeah, there's like the friendship aspect of it of like yeah. caring about another person and caring about their feelings, yeah, and like wanting them to be okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in that sense, like I have no real like Kate. I feel like we owe nothing to like we haven't yeah. spoken. Like yes, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Um. But Tim, it feels like it feels like this like unclosed loop in my life um, that like it's just like sort of unresolved. Like we just like sent me a text like a year and a half ago. It's like, oh, I'm playing cards. And I was like, oh, he sent you a text. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, man, like cool. I made some stupid joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't feel like even if you I mean, it seems like you've obviously like moved past the majority of what that is. But it's like, yeah, you're still like not being like okay, I'm fine with this now and where I'm at in my life now, but I still don't need to be friends with you. Like, yeah. right? like that's sort of where you're at at the moment. For sure. Very selfishly, I'm always just like, oh, like he misses me more than I miss him. Which like... Yeah, especially, I mean, that text might say that, you know? Yeah, like yeah, maybe. And know. and maybe it's him trying to like kind of, uh, I don't know. Like he probably feels maybe bad in some ways and that's him being like, hey, maybe we could just be friends again. But it's like, you can't just pretend that this thing didn't happen for sure. I mean, and there are one of the, like the the show that I do, Gay Martha, the whole thing. Uh, the show that I do is loops back around. So this is not the again yeah. the climax. So what the show ends up being is about sort of my origin story about comedy, but also I revisit all these like quiet moments that I haven't really talked about yet. So that like, Kate already has a boyfriend. So I got myself into this messy, gross yes. situation, and like, what did I expect? And there are certainly times with Tim where. I sort of like held it over him or there there were points where he was having a really rough time with his then relationship and I ditched him to hang out with Kate. So there were times when like I was shitty too. Like I'm not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. this like uh, looking back like I'm not uh, like scot-free in any way. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but I did Mary Carr. So did you ever read Mary Carr? She writes about memoir. She writes memoirs and she writes about memoirs. One of the things that she quotes in her book is that, like, if you experience it, like, you get to write it. And yeah. so I get to talk about this because, like, this was a super influential moment in my life. Before this, I was going to be a music teacher and I was going to, like, <laughs> live in, I wanted to travel the world. And, like, after this, I was like, I want to move to New York City and I want to do comedy. And it took me a couple of years to get there. But um, uh, since then, like, this is, it's been something I wanted to do. It, like, totally changed the course of my life. Um, yeah, you ended up like grounding your life in something totally different because of the experience. Yeah. And comedy let me talk about this stuff. Like I have jokes about this stuff now where I'm like, I, I tell the audience, like, I'm not afraid of you. Like Tim and Kay got together. We're all going to be fine. <laughs> like, don't worry about this. And like, it, also, I, I talk about how like comedy is no longer scary. It's like, oh, no, strangers don't like my jokes. There's people I love that don't like my whole thing. <laughs> so it's cathartic in that way. Yeah, like they turned this thing into a love into story a love. and yeah. you turned it into entertainment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm turning it into clicks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm a slave for clicks. Just want that hype. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is like a super important 
story, like just like part of my life. It's cool that you're going to do the show in the city that like it all started, like kind of set you into this motion of things, right? Like, that's, yeah, it's been my goal since day one. Of like, I want to go back here and tell and this tell the story. story. Yeah, I'm trying to reclaim it this summer. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you want to like save save the city for yourself. I really to do. Have a better, yeah, just be like a better experience with it or whatever. Not that it seemed like a lot of I'm sure I'm sure a lot of what you did there was fine, but it's like yeah, the takeaway of of it is probably what you what sits with you is probably a thing that you're like, eh, that wasn't a great time in my life. Yeah, and I could have, and it could have been better, and like it was an immense privilege that I got to go at all. Yeah. Um. And to reclaim it seems exciting and to do it like, yeah, like, he, I mean, he told me that four in the morning in Scotland. So to be to be able to, like, be at my theater and be able to like, <laughs> yeah, happen down there, the street, like, yeah. point that way. It's like, yeah, um, it's like sort of fun. Has it changed the way that you've looked at, like, relationships since then of of how you handle things like. I guess of like w- the way that you put yourself into a relationship since putting yourself like fully into this thing that then like backfired in your face, I guess. Sure. Uh, that's a great question. I like to think that I'm way less. Um, I think I'm less possessive now than I had been um, unintentionally. Certainly yeah. it always came from a place of like, I just like love, love and I want to be with this person. Um, like the last person I dated um, was in college uh, I was a senior in college and like so many variables. And I thought I did a, I like really tried to be like, do your thing. Like, I'm not like, don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna be like up your ass. Like, I'm not like your parent. Um, so that felt, that felt just like good to like know my own pitfalls to know the, the ways in which that I'm can be a bad boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and to learn from that. And in terms of, uh, in terms of maybe more hesitation, I've sort of always been hesitant. Um, with dating because I sort of just like know my, my superpower is knowing when I'm not in love with somebody. So like yeah. I can go on a date <laughs> yeah. and like immediately, like I went on a date like two weeks ago uh, and it was just like very clear, like two minutes in. Yeah. This was not like, we were not uh, going to see each other. Yeah. Again. I'm pretty good at that. Um, just being like, okay, great. I mean, you're fine, but like, this is, this it. is not like, work. yeah. Yeah. Um, but in that, but when I do meet somebody where it's clicking, I also have that sort of like head over heels, like, yeah, it can turn feeling. so quick. Yeah, it can. And it's like when you least expect it. Um, so I like to think I didn't lose my romantic edge or my rom- my my love of love. Yeah, it didn't crush the idea that like there's somebody out there for you and you, you can have a great thing. Sure. Maybe more than one person. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a, like we clearly shouldn't be together. I've, I've fantasized about writing them a letter. <laughs> about because they're engaged now and yeah. I, I haven't gotten to save the save the date and i'm disappointed <laughs> about it but my dream is to write them a letter and the letter is essentially like um in owning up to like my own faults but also saying that you know i noticed i didn't get invited to the wedding and i that's fine i should be officiating the wedding <laughs> because the only the 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 most appropriate place for me in this relationship is standing between you yeah <laughs> which i think is funny um i don't know if they would think it's yeah funny. i think you should pitch it at this point what are you gonna lose what am you I know? Gonna, like, to, yeah they're uh, not talking to you anyway so exactly exactly best case you're officiating a wedding yeah which i've already done i'm like i'm oh, like certified i'm, I'm an ordained I like, minister i would like to officiate you'd be a good at it it's fun yeah, somebody, if you want me to officiate a wedding, this is officially, I'm open to it. Yeah, I have a guy. I'll, I'll yeah, send Brian yeah. to my, my, my ordained <laughs> minister guy. Cool. 
<laughs> uh, cool. Thanks so much for doing this, Gabe. It was my pleasure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you said you're like performing the show or P- is this something that like if people want to see more of this or like more of you, where can they go to find you? Yeah, I'm doing it. So GabeMalika.com, uh, obviously. Um, but just like uh, Twitter and Instagram is where you can find like shows and stuff and Facebook. Friend me on Facebook is fine. Uh, March 17th, I'm doing uh, Gabe Malika, the whole thing at the Magnet Theater. Uh, it's at nine o'clock. I think it's seven dollars, and it'll be really fun. The last time I did it was sold out, so it'll be fun. Cool, awesome. Thanks so much for doing this, Gabe. Thanks for having me, Brian. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.